0: Happy Monday, everybody. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, if you are listening and you have the KPL app on your phone uh, or if you have not installed it yet, you need to go to your app store, download the KPL app chat. If you want to participate in the program, all you need to do when you open up the app. In fact, I'm doing it right now so I make sure I'm telling you the right thing. You open up the KPEL app. Up in the top right corner there is a little bu- there are two little buttons. One's a little play button. The other is a little icon that has two chat bubbles in it tap the chat bubbles, an ad will pop up. Once you close out that ad, it brings you to a send message screen. You just tap the send to select general message and then type in your message on the screen. You send that. I'll be able to read it. I usually uh, respond either on the air or on the app or both depending on your comment. But I do like being involved with these conversations with you. Part of what makes talk radio such a fun medium is that my job as a host is to have conversations with you. I treat this show as a conversation. It, it, it comes across as one-on-one, although there are a bunch of you in the audience, and I know there's a bunch because I've read the numbers. But it's a one-on-one conversation. It's me and it's you. That's why I don't like to have too many interviews. I mean, we've got Josh Gillery who comes in once a month, always have fun with him and have a conversation with him. But I occasionally have guests, although not often, because Rush Limbaugh had this old rule when he ran his show that he wouldn't bring too many interviews on because he thought it was rude to invite a third person into the conversation between him and his audience. And I feel that's kind of the, the, the way to go about it. You and I don't always agree. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. But I like having those conversations with you. The conversation we got to have today, though, is a conversation about the governor's race. There's a story out at uh, NOLA.com today written by uh, Moon favorite reporter, Tyler Bridges. Sam Carlin contributing as well, noting that. Jeff Landry has gotten $700,000 in donations from trial lawyers. Now, on the face of it, the story is about how Landry, despite the fact that he's a Republican, is getting money from the trial lawyers. But when you dig into some of the way the details are written here, it's kind of a jab. Like, hey, Republicans are normally against trial lawyers. What's Jeff Landry doing? Is he favoring these special interests? That's the jab that's being taken here. But I think it's even more notable that the trial lawyers are looking at Jeff Landry and thinking, yeah, this is the guy that we've got to suck up to. Jeff Landry has gotten almost three quarters of a million dollars from trial lawyers because they have no faith in Sean Wilson. None. Wilson has struggled to get money from them. Hell, uh Hunter Lundy is a trial lawyer. His brother is the head of, of some uh of some justice board of some of of some uh board of, of of lawyers. Uh what's the name of it? Ah, where is it? I know I saw the name here somewhere. The Louisiana Association for Justice Board. Uh Hunter Lundy's brother Charles uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Matt, is on that board, and yet he can't get a whole lot of money from the trial lawyers. It's Jeff Landry who's getting it. I think the reason for writing the story is to try to put some animosity between Republican voters and Jeff Landry, because Republicans don't like trial lawyers. That's been a big part of the Republican rhetoric. But at the same time, the trial lawyers are giving a ton of money to Jeff Landry. The trial lawyers sense that Jeff Landry is going to be the guy. The trial lawyers are not supporting the Democratic candidate, despite the fact that they supported John Bell Edwards. He was one of them. And in fact, according to this story, Landry's getting more than John Bell raised. If I had to take a guess, the trial lawyers feel that their hold on state politics is slipping. And so they're having to make some adjustments. The Democratic Party is starting to reject them a little bit more. There is a growing movement to reject the rich right trial lawyers who have long run the Democratic Party as black voters get more uh, organized and active in state politics. They are two-thirds of the Democratic electorate in Louisiana, and they are vying for more power and authority in the Democratic Party. So, trial lawyers looking for a new ally are looking at some of the Republican candidates. And Jeff Landry is the guy who looks like he could win the race for governor, going into a runoff against Sean Wilson. Likely has all the momentum he needs to win that one outright. So they're just giving him money and they're saying, hey, remember us. Now, according to the story written by Bridges, the trial lawyers are saying that Jeff has said, look, I'm not coming after you. I'm not gonna make you an enemy or anything like that. That's vastly different than David Vetter and Eddie Risponi ran their campaigns. They were very clear. They were that the trial lawyers were a reason that the state wasn't was doing so poorly, and that we need. Uh, that we needed to get away from them. That was the Responey and Vitter campaign tag. Landry appears to be willing to work with them. It's an interesting story. I think it's meant to sow a little discord in the Republican, poli- in, in Republican politics by saying, hey, look who's getting cozy with the trial lawyers It's the supposed GOP frontrunner. I don't think it actually does all that much damage to Jeff Landry. I think it makes Landry look a little bit more practical, a little bit more willing to work with other people. All right, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who's on the line?
1: Chris. Hey, Chris, what's up? Well, Jeff Landry. Yeah. Uh, Remember not too many years ago when he was in Congress? Uh Uh-huh. And they were... Negative on the oil industry. Yeah. And Jeff, in a open meeting, and Congress flips up his sign and says, grilling equals jobs. Yeah. Nobody else would stand up. We had no other senators or, or congressmen doing that. You're right. Jeff did stand up. Mm-hmm. And I really wonder about where that article came from. Was that from a fake news, Democratic-led paper?
0: Oh, this is... Uh... This is the advocate-aligned NOLA.com. This was Tyler Bridges. This is Moon's favorite reporter of, of among advocate reporters. You know that there is yep. a left-leaning yep. bent to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's got to be. So I can understand him wanting to stir the pot, yeah. to throw some controversy out there, to maybe try to drive some votes toward Pothole Wilson, as Moon calls him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Jeff is going to be, hands down, for some period or what we had with Edwards yeah, and he will be supporting our oil industry and our sugarcane farmers mm-hmm. and timber people in the state and look out for Louisiana first, not left wing change your children's sexual orientation or anything like that. Jeff's not that type of man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think it's also interesting. The article does point out, you, you mentioned the oil and gas thing. uh, it mentions in the article that the trial lawyers are are, uh, ha- are are enemies of the oil and gas industry because of the coastal parishes wanting to sue the oil and gas industry. They, they make the point that the, uh, the insurance industry and the oil and gas industry, which are other, two other influential groups in Louisiana, although insurance, I guess, not as much because they're so unpopular right now in the state. But those are two groups that actively oppose the trial lawyers. Republican politics, especially with bills that that they've tried to pass through the legislature, have been targeting trial lawyers and these kinds of lawsuits. And yet Jeff Landry is raising all this money. I think it's, like I said, probably supposed to be a hit on Landry. But, Chris, I got to tell you, if they're saying Jeff Landry has raised almost three quarter of a million dollars from trial lawyers and Sean Wilson, the only Democratic candidate in the race, is not raising anything from trial lawyers. I think that says more about Sean Wilson than it does Jeff Landry.
1: Absolutely. He was anointed, but doesn't mean he's really the guy. Yeah. Uh, And I think Jeff is, as you said, the trial lawyer thinks he's a good bet. Yeah. Um, I did donate some money to to Jeff Mm -hmm. because I know he's a South Louisiana guy, and he will look out for Louisiana. Yeah. Um, I've attended his alligator hunt before, and it's, Jeff is like a everyday person. Yeah. There's no airs there. What you see is what you get. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that election.
0: All right, Chris, thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, let's go ahead and take this break. When we come back, we'll have more on this and your other news of the day here on the Joe Cunningham show. If you want to call in like Chris, 232-1542 is the number or send a message through the KPL app chat. About to hop onto the app, see if y'all have sent any messages. I'll respond to those after the break here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, one of you guys listening in has pointed out that uh, Landry signed on to the $100 million settlement in the uh, Freeport uh McMoran settlement between the oil and gas companies and Louisiana coastal parishes, that uh was a deal that, as this commenter said, uh was a f- trial lawyer free for all. That that is a good point. And it will be interesting to see if the trial lawyer stuff does land with some voters. I'm not sure that it does because, as as Chris kind of mentioned, when people think of Jeff Landry and just the the activism that he took, even as a congressman, it was very pro oil and gas, very much about uh, his district at that time. And now you've got. uh, Now you've got this, you've got uh, on the flip side of that, you've got this settlement, but at the same time, it'll. It's obviously for the coastal parishes, not saying I agree with it, but I understand it. But I think it's an interesting juxtaposition there uh, between basically how you have to balance a lot of these groups. So it'll be interesting to see if the statement or, or if the story from NOLA.com, which again is owned by The Advocate, uh, it'll be interesting to see if that lands. One other thing to note here is uh, Gordon McKernan donated $100,000 to the Republican Par- the Louisiana Republican Party this spring. Uh, Salim Beasley in Natchitoches, where I'm from, cut a $20,000 check to the Cajun Pac-2, a $95,000 check to the Louisiana GOP, a trial lawyer firm in Shreveport, cut a $70,000 check to the Louisiana GOP. And the Dugan law firm donated $75,000 to Cajun Pack too. There's two things going on here. One, they see who they think the winning horse is and they are putting their bets on him. That'll be Jeff Landry, but also Stephen Wagaspack. Wagaspack is the former head of Lobby. The business industry did not like, was not very friendly with the trial lawyers and vice versa. Again, lawsuits and everything else. Nobody likes lawyers. There's a reason that trope exists. And the lawyers feel that the former head of the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry is not necessarily going to be a friend to the trial lawyers. And so they're looking for a Republican because the Democrats haven't really put anybody serious forward. And they're putting their money on somebody they think can win. And given the number, given the polling, given all the all the data we have so far, if you're going to bet on a horse for 2023, Jeff Landry's that horse. I think it's interesting that they are shifting now, but we'll see where it goes. I just find it a fascinating development. And I think, like I said, I think the story is meant to hit Jeff Landry and I think it's meant to hurt him with Republicans, I don't see that happening. Because I think it makes Jeff Landry look like somebody who's willing to work with a bunch of different sides. And, from a purely strategic point of view, getting nearly another million dollars on top of the money he already has just makes it that much easier for him to win In October. All right, that's a look at the state news. When we come back, some national topics. We do need to talk about the impending tropical storm slash hurricane in the Gulf, but also what it means for presidential politics. We have that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Sorry about that, y'all. Technical difficulty. Okay, I'm back. I promise. 232-1542 is the number. Had a quick microphone problem there. Uh, Anyway, back to the news of the day. Okay, so we do need to note uh, we've got this tropical storm that's about to become a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico. It was just off the uh, just off the coast of Cuba. Let me pull up the map real quick, kind of get a specific look at where it's at. So yeah. Still off the coast of Cuba, it is probably by this evening going to become a hurricane. By Wednesday morning, it will hit major hurricane status. And from there, it will hit Florida's coast. Ron DeSantis has suspended his campaign in Iowa For the time being. Now, Ron DeSantis has been doing what's known as the full Grassley. He has been making a point to hit every county in Iowa, all 99 counties. Chuck Grassley is famous for doing this. Chuck Grassley routinely, every election cycle, goes to every county in Iowa. That's how he maintains such popularity. Ron DeSantis is doing the same thing. This morning, his campaign announced they had made it to over half the counties. However, he went back to Florida after the shooting in Jacksonville this weekend. He's already declared a state of emergency. He is getting the state prepared for this hurricane. This is going to be a pretty bad one, it looks like. If you look at the maps, it does not look like it's going to be good. It's going to hit right at the elbow, right underneath the elbow of the Panhandle and the rest of Florida. It's going to be pretty severe. It's still going to be... Uh, a tropical storm when it hits Georgia, it's going to go all it's going to go over land. It's going to be so powerful, it will remain a tropical storm as it gets up into Georgia, hovers along the coast along South Carolina and North Carolina before finally going out back into the Atlantic by Saturday morning. It's going to deal a lot of damage. But the governor of Florida is running for president. This is important right now. It 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 seems like a tactless thing, but the pure raw politics of it are this. Ron DeSantis frankly needs a campaign reboot. And part of that reboot is going to include his response to a major emergency. That's just going to be how it is. He's not going to be actively saying, hey, look what I'm doing. This is why you should elect me president. But the opportunity presents itself. He's going to, by the, by, by, token of the, by, by the media coverage, he's going to come out looking like a responsive governor. He suspended his campaign in Iowa. His wife is going to stay there as a surrogate at events, but he is going back to Florida, or he's back in Florida now. He's going to focus on this. His response to the shooting was pretty good. The way he's going to handle this hurricane is probably going to be pretty good. He has had very effective responses in the past. This is going to be a moment where his campaign can rebound. It's no longer about the culture war stuff. It's no longer about here's how we make everything look like Florida. It's going to be here's how a chief executive responds to a major natural disaster and it's going to be in stark juxtaposition to Joe Biden's handling of the fires in Maui. It is. It's going to be a major, major juxtaposition. And it will get noticed. This comes as more polling data has come out in the post debate era of the GOP primary, DeSantis has dipped a little bit, about a little under half a percentage point. Nikki Haley's stock is rising. Curiously, Mike Pence's stock is rising, although I don't think that's going to be around for That's going to be a, a continuing trait. Vivek Ramaswamy is kind of up and down depending on which poll you, you look at. Tim Scott dropped Chris Christie hovering at the same spot he has been. But Donald Trump is down a point and a half. Now, granted, he's still up way, way up in the national polling. But he's taken a bigger dive than anybody else. He got no bump from the arraignment, uh, from the from the indictment. There hasn't been any polling that's covered the arraignment, although he has raised, I think, like $7 million. Most of that money is going to go to his legal defenses. He may still get a slight bump from the arraignment and the mugshot going viral. But if he does, it's not going to be a long-lived one. The other ones have not been long-lived bumps. He's kind of hit a ceiling. And that ceiling seems to be in the lower to mid-50s, which for him right now is solid. If the election's held today, he's the nominee for the Republican Party. But that's national polling. We don't have any updated information, any updated polling numbers from the primary states, the caucus states. We don't have anything from Iowa that's uh, in the post-debate. We don't have anything from New Hampshire or Nevada or South Carolina. We don't have any of those right now. What we do have is the national data that shows a bit of a dip, and it shows that the favorability and unfavorability of most candidates has drastically changed in the wake of last week's debate. This, I think, is going to lead Donald Trump to maybe consider being on the debate stage at the end of September. He's already looking at spending a ton of money on the legal defenses. He's already, I mean, he's got a bunch of campaign money. His PAC's got a bunch of money that's being used right now. He's got to liquidate a lot of assets to continue paying for it if the campaign and PAC money runs out. He can't receive money from the National uh, Republican Party because he's a candidate against a bunch of other Republicans. They cannot give a bunch of legal defense money. So he's kind of in a tough place right now. He might need to go to the debate to take on some of these candidates who were on the rise and try to knock them back down and secure his spot. He had a caller at the end of last week talking about the debate and talking about the Tucker Carlson uh, interview. If you watch the Tucker Carlson interview, Donald Trump had a lot of good policy type points to make. He clearly brushed up on it because he was trying to do counter-programming to the debate. They were going to talk about some policy issues he needed to do the same. And he did that. The problem is, while the Twitter count of views is astronomical, when you break down how those views actually are drawn and what the real numbers might be, outside of the media and Trump supporters... You don't find too many people who watched the Tucker Carlson interview. And when there's not many people who watched it or are talking about it, the media is not really covering it. So Trump's exposure from that, he, he, he didn't really reach that many people that he needed to reach. He did not consolidate those who were still on the fence, those who were still questioning He's going to have to continue to do that. Yes, he's in the 50s right now and good for him. But that's national polling in some of the states. He's below 50 percent. In some, he's getting close to the lower 40s, which is still higher than the others. But there are still several months between now and those primaries and caucuses. So. Donald Trump's team is looking at all of this information. They're looking at these poll numbers coming out. They're a little bit worried. Donald Trump is once again going after Ron DeSantis. He's out there right now. He said earlier today that there's a rumor that Ron DeSantis is going to drop out and run uh, for Senate against Rick Scott. That's not true. We know that's not true. The campaign is confirmed. It's not true. Uh, Even behind the scenes in Florida politics, everybody's saying that that is not a rumor except in Donald Trump's head. But Trump still feels the need to attack Ron DeSantis, which suggests there's something in the polling data that they see, that internal polling. There are three types of polls. There's public polling, which is what the media outlets and the universities put out. There's private polling, which is commissioned by campaigns, but then it's released to media outlets to push a narrative for the campaign. And then there's the true internal polling, the stuff that nobody sees, but it's the stuff that guides the campaign strategy. And very clearly, somebody behind the scenes is telling Donald Trump that Ron DeSantis still poses a major threat because he is continuing to attack Ron DeSantis more than he's attacking Joe Biden or anybody else. He sees DeSantis as the biggest threat. And if that's the case then DeSantis could very well be getting a bump from the handling of the hurricane, from the handling of the Jacksonville shooting, and that could benefit him in the long run, which is something Trump doesn't really need. Trump does not need his chief opponent right now looking like a capable executive when he himself is under indictment. Because remember, as much as most of Trump's supporters are circling the wagons around Trump— And there are several Republicans who are also leaning toward Trump because they see the persecution. They don't like it. There's still a lot of Republicans who are on the fence right now. And that could very well have an impact. On where they go, if they see Ron DeSantis being a capable governor in the moment when a hurricane hits his state. That could have a huge impact. 232-1542 Two three two fifteen forty two is the number. Let's take this break. We will be back to finish up the show here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL.